Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you haven't heard, it's a good idea to fit probiotics into your daily routine. Fortunately, Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls make that so easy. These adorable little pearls couldn't be easier to take. And they support both digestive and vaginal health. All because of the probiotics. There are actually 1 billion active cultures protecting against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort. All in one tiny little pearl. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. And Frostburg actually is off. Greetings. Funny how that works sometimes, you know? <laughs> Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hobo. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. So uh, you should have been in here tonight. Harm because I know we we, we missed. Yeah, I was in yesterday while you sat at home. And, so, and yeah. well, listen, I I didn't want to fight the rain. You wanted to there fight. There was the rain. no rain when I was at that time. I was well when you had. I thought you leave like eight hours before the show because you always say, "Oh, I can't get in in time. I got to leave so early." It was raining. It was, hey, it how was about raining. You kiss one hundred percent of my silver. Hey, how about you just spangled let, ass? How about you just let me tell a funny story without? I don't going, know. I almost oh, started no, screaming at that promo that they just played why, from last why night. Why were show. you mad that I was at home? You're, you're mad already. Why? Why are you so mad, Stan? No, why because are you so you, mad? You, it was a pejorative that I was supposed to come in again. No, I just said we sure, missed sure. each other. I said we <laughs> missed each other, and you're like, hey, you decided to sit at home last night, right? Like I didn't do the show, and I just sat on the couch scratching myself, going, "Yeah, I'll let Armin you might do have done both. And I'm gonna do." Maybe I did. Uh, but uh, you missed Dave Justice, who was just here. Oh, there you go. Doing the show with Rob Parker. It was kind of cool. Like, hey, And I was so excited because, you know, Moneyball is, is Zoe and my, it's our movie. And I'm like, oh, my God, Zoe, I just met Dave Justice. And she goes, was dying right and Justice DHing, you know, one of the big lines from the movie. And I said, yeah, I think he kind of was. It was pretty exciting. I had a lot of questions. I don't know that they, they would be uh, answered in cheery spirit. So. Wow, we'll see, know, we'll, what, what, what happened today? Are you okay today? No, I'm okay? fine. What, no, 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 I'm matter? just saying, what's, like, you bring in a lot of things. Because you, you got to ask, why didn't they feature the pitchers more? What, what do you, why didn't they feature the pitchers? <laughs> all there was was pitchers when they were playing. That's all they had. Right, what but they you? didn't talk about them in the movie. <laughs> they made it sound like they were going out there with a bunch of bums. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think uh, Justice had creative control over how Moneyball went. I don't think Art Howe had creative control or it would have turned out much differently for Art Howe. Would- I don't know, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, you can't be cast any better. Yeah, no, but I, I don't think Art Howe enjoyed being cast as the villain who didn't believe in Moneyball. He even said afterwards, he goes, I don't think I got another job in, in Major League Baseball because of that movie. Because people even saw he how successful right. it was. Yeah, People saw how successful the strategy was, and, and you know, whatever owners saw it and watched it and said, oh, okay, well, 
he wasn't on board, so maybe he's not he's not with new programs or ideas we're going to have. He's going to want to do his own thing. We're not hiring him because that's how Philip Seymour Hoffman portrayed him. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad job by the by the whole production because really, did did it ever get over? I mean, you're competitive, but you didn't get over. Well, dude, the A's, I mean, come on. The A's were coming from absolutely nothing, and they found a way to make it to ALCS after ALCS. I mean, it's, it's pretty big. It's a pretty big deal. Hang a banner. Look where they are now. They're going to move to Vegas. Now, you st- That's you're right. still so mad. You said, what, what, why? What happened to? What happened today? Nothing. You didn't I'm, fight I'm traffic. Compl- you didn't read a video. I'm you, complete what, positivity, man. No, you're <laughs> You are the it is a beautiful Tuesday. No, 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 no. You are no. the opposite of positivity. Oh no, man, I'm I'm all positive. I, really, the blood started boiling when they they played the promo for our show. What? It was your your Justin Fields scared take. Oh, you sorry? Sorry about the Bears, buddy. I'm sorry they're scared about trading or not trading Justin well, Fields. I'm just, I'm just so scared. I'm like, it's a horror movie. I'm gonna open this closet and that might that might have been worse somebody, than the Derek Carr to the I'm Steelers. Open another one. I'm gonna open another one. I'm worse. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> you come up with something that you 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 come up with something. You you got pragmatism, baby. You come up with something. Just uh, just you, you're you're holding. You're opposite <laughs> me. That's all you. Whatever he's, I'm just gonna do the opposite. And, and sometimes you're right. You're like the, the 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 broken clock that's right twice a day. I know you are, but what am I? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm just sorry, buddy. I'm sorry your team's afraid. I'm sorry the Bears are afraid. Not afraid of anything. They're afraid. We don't want to trade it. We don't want to keep. We just want to move out of the pick. It's too much pressure. We don't want to pick number one overall. We just going to make it look like we know what we're doing. So we're going to trade down and keep getting picks and picks and picks and picks. Eventually, they're going to trade all the way down. You mean, you mean build a roster? They're going to they're going to trade all the way down, and eventually, they're going to own every pick in the seventh round. We pick we pick one through thirty two in the seventh well, round. What about all those other players? Hey, you know one what? Though? Through 32. They, they'd be they'd be fighting the Patriots for all those guys on that last day of the draft. No, it's a beautiful oh, day. It's a good day to be alive. Good day to be uh, active and, and out and about. And I mean, watching John Moran highlight films never gets old. Yeah. Uh, so for all the the Lakers are back with no LeBron, no D'Angelo russell not quite uh the grizzlies blow out the lakers 121 to 109 this game was never really in doubt in the fourth quarter uh john morant goes for 39 10 assists 10 boards a triple double meanwhile anthony davis 28 and 19 for the lakers but the lakers playing without the two of their three best players this was kind of a pretty easy result to see especially since the grizzlies look you know how good the grizzlies are even though they've been struggling they're still at the top of the western conference this was an expected game for the lakers it's almost like it's a freebie like, okay, they've been playing well, but here they are. they got back-to-back games. This is one that's not going to go their way because Memphis is just the better team, and they're coming in on the road. And now how are they going to get used to the minutes now without LeBron, at least for the next couple of weeks? Because we found out today LeBron is going to be reassessed in two right. weeks. Not not coming back in two weeks. He will be reassessed by the team in two weeks, which means he gets reassessed in two weeks. Maybe he's a week after that. Two weeks after that, no no matter what timetable you're looking at, he's going to miss at least half of the remaining games that the Lakers have as they try to make their big playoff push to get into the playing round, at least in the Western Conference. But let me say this. The Lakers can – here's the thing. It seems like it's doom and gloom for the Lakers right now without LeBron James. But – the rest of the schedule is really easy. You and I went over it the other mm-hmm. night about how yeah, easy like the, the Lakers' third, schedule third is. Third or fourth right? easiest in, to remain, yeah. If one thing happens, they can stay afloat and they can be a team that makes the play-in round. Because none of the teams that are 7 through 12 are any are really good. No one's going to go on a big run and suddenly, boy, look at that, that 7 seed now. It doesn't happen. This is how the end of the season goes. The last 20-some-odd games, if you're a 500 team, you stay a 500 team. No one gets really hot late. No one gets suddenly, we're so much better than we were. We All of a sudden, we jump. That, that very rarely happens. Most teams that are not very good, they stay not very good. Teams in the 12th spot don't suddenly win 8 out of 9 and suddenly here they are in the seventh spot so there is that but this is one thing can happen and it's such a big deal because this is his biggest challenge that he's had since he's been a laker his laker future his legacy his image maybe what the lakers want to do in the offseason does he stay a laker or not it all comes down to can Anthony Davis be the guy he was in mid-November to mid-December? Can he be that guy that suddenly when LeBron got hurt and he missed a couple of games, he was scoring 40 a night, 20 rebounds, and it was, this is the Anthony Davis we thought we'd get for the entirety of his career. And he did it for about a month. 
and then things got a little bit back to normal, and Anthony Davis was still really good, but he wasn't like he was for that month when he just picked up the team and put it on his shoulders, and it was amazing to watch him every single night fulfill that potential and the talent that you know that he's had for the majority of his career. If he does that, if he's that Anthony Davis, Lakers will win a bunch of games, and they'll they'll be in the thick of that 7-10 through 10 slot for the playing slot, and he will secure... Next season and beyond, as a Laker, he will stay a Laker. But this is his time. If he falters now and he doesn't impact the games and the Lakers fall out of the playoff uh, race and LeBron James doesn't get back in time enough to help, quote, save it for them, this is going to be it for Anthony Davis. And they're going to say, you know what? It's just not going to happen for us. And we have to look to move on and we have to figure out another big one or two to, to pair up with LeBron to try to figure out how to navigate the season and make it back into the playoffs. This is, this is his entire Laker future is on the line. He can do it. We've seen him do it before, but he's got to do it or it's going to be, you know what? We waited, we waited, we signed you, did a lot of things, won the championship, that was three years ago, we need a little bit more from you now. This is this is his future on the line. He comes up big, or he's going to wind up being a different uniform next year. Yeah, I mean, he goes 28-19 tonight. Great so tonight, I, right? I great start. But, <laughs> but, it's a, but yeah, in the end... Tonight is difficult because it was a great team, so it's hard. Yeah. But that's just it, right? You navigate the schedule as you can. The big thing for him is to just be available. The numbers are going to be there. If he if he's actually on the court, and that that's the biggest test here in the final twenty games of the season, is can he show that he can stay healthy with the weight of the world on him? Right, they've got a, a number of ancillary parts that they brought in, and that's what made it intriguing as we came rounding out of the the weekend and the win over Dallas, and then awaited word on, on LeBron's foot. And as of now, we still don't know anything. Right, you got him in a walking boot. That's really the only assessment. And then in two weeks, it's a reassessment. They don't know Liz Frank or is it plantar fasciitis? Always one of those fun words to spell because you got to remember the double I. But all of those things that that you feared are are coming true. And for Anthony Davis, who already looked like he was a bit salty with it all, right? As much as our, our guy Dan Wojcicki talked about you know some of the, their candid conversations and all you're still having the the body language the back and forth of watching the run-up to the record that he just didn't look like a guy that it was happy where he was right there were just a, a number of instances including being on the sideline for the shot where all right it could have rather been anywhere else because the losses were piling up the other thing is it's also an indictment on the lakers when you know your two guys have trouble staying healthy and staying on the court together to make a move with uh, 23 games left in the season i mean that's just dopey you had all sorts of time and and then you finally round out your roster and maybe maybe you couldn't find a suitor for the eventual buyout of of russell westbrook and such but it really you you could have had a much longer run-up for what was inevitable not that lebron would necessarily miss what was the remainder of the year but that he would miss time if it, it's not like I, I'm I'm asking or, or looking for something that I don't think he can do, right? I'm not saying okay, now you got to step up and wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've I've not done this before. We've seen him do it, right? We've seen him do it. We've seen him be this kind of player uh, earlier this year. But yeah, you, but they didn't it's, win. It's just, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you need him to. Well, be, it matters now. Well, no. Well, the thing is, it was a different <laughs> team then. You've revamped the entire roster. You've brought in new players that are having different roles, and maybe they fit better than they did earlier this season. Because I think everybody would be agreement what the Lakers were doing just didn't work. So now at the trade deadline, you brought in new players. There's a new energy, and maybe AD can be that guy and be the player he was. And with the supporting cast being a little bit better, a little bit different, a little bit different skill sets, things can work out a little bit better. And so, and we've seen him do it. So yeah, if, it, if it's nights like tonight, hey, everything's going to be all good. Tonight was a night, okay, well, here's your first night without LeBron, and you're playing against one of the top five teams in, in, in the NBA. That's going to be a tough, uh, six teams, I forgot about the Knicks. So it, it's going to be a tough thing. So tonight it's like, okay, but he still had a big game. Now, now the schedule becomes more manageable. You don't really have great teams coming up. He should be able to lead them to enough victories to ensure that they make in that playing round. He certainly can do it, especially with the team being a little bit better because we saw since the deadline they have improved. But it's really about about where where the the breaking point is for the Lakers with him. 
is that, okay, everything that's gone on, we've waited for Anthony Davis. He was with LeBron. They both wanted Russell Westbrook. It didn't work out. Uh, it looks like maybe there's some things behind closed doors. He didn't stand up for LeBron when LeBron broke the all-time scoring record, and everybody likes to think that everything is cool. But it just doesn't seem like everything is the same. Like, AD is thought of the same way as he was before. So I, I'm, I'm, I think the Lakers are looking at this now like, okay, Let's see it, man. $40 million man. Let's see you do it. We knew this was going to happen when when we got LeBron, that you were eventually were going to st- slowly start taking over as the alpha, as the one, and now we got to see it. And if you don't see it the next 20 games, it's going to be that that sea change where it's, you know what, we're just not going to see it. We've had him well, now for four years. We're not going to see it. Let's move on. He's got a year and an option left on his contract that's tradable. He's 30 years old. Somebody will take him for the next couple of years, and we'll try to rebuild the team a different way. Well, remember, there was some speculation at the deadline that uh, everything goes. Anything and everything. Make LeBron happy, which was his move to bring him in uh, when he was running things the other side. Either way, I think April 10th, we're talking about juice boxes and orange slices. Oh, I like juice boxes and orange slices. That's fun. Just saying. I think we're uh, putting a a bow on the year and wondering what the offseason brings. But that see, but the thing is, juice boxes and orange slices are like the the middle of the game snack. It's not the like they got the big spread after the game. Like that's a, hey, we're talking about going out for pizza and everybody's saying tearful goodbyes and exchanging phone numbers. Like the middle of the game. That's no, no, the, no. That's These the are guys boxes. getting their stuff delivered on their doorsteps, like Taylor Luan. Oh, Beat okay. It. All right, so there's no there's no hanging out. It's and and make sure the orange juice is, is organic and it's and is no pulp and and listen, the orange juice I drink it costs thirteen dollars a gallon. Okay, so just make sure that's the orange juice and the oranges that are brought to this brought to the game because I can't have any oranges that might have any kind of pesticides in them or not. I mean, I, the, the oranges for everybody else are not for me. I need those oranges. I need that orange juice. Well, I certainly um, got a expensive taste. I mean, I remember when we were in Vegas. You know, I had to get that TB twelve. $16 smoothie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was delicious, by the way. <laughs> uh, but something that in my normal civilian life never touches my lips. <laughs> Tonight's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So no pressure, AD. No pressure at all. Just, you know, the next 20 games or you're going to wind up someplace else next year. Nope, no pressure. If you like being here, that's great. No pressure. No, just wait. If you don't come through, it's going to wind up being a completely different place. Completely different place. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up next, boy, did we have a day in the National Football League to tell you about. Keep it right here. Jason and Mike, this is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. 
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Brady doesn't strike me as a guy that would be cool with a lot of things that are going to be said in a roast about him. I mean, there's some guys I think that would be cool with it. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers could be really cool with a roast. Like, he would laugh and he would think, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I see what you're doing. You know, making a darkness retreat joke. I get it. There's certain guys that would say, okay, but I I don't know, man. Brady Brady takes himself pretty seriously. And some of the jokes that are going to be out there, I I don't know that he'd be cool with them. I don't know that it's going to be ha, 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 ha. And it's going to be, ha, I'm gonna, you know, all right, I'm going to get you backstage. I just don't know. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would be cool with a lot of that stuff. But it's funny. You bring up Rodgers. I think it's the exact opposite. Like, Brady's always been seen as the, you know, hey, buttoned up or whatever, and we've seen him get a little bit loose. I mean, go back to the tidy-whitey uh, skit on Saturday Night Live all those years ago, back yeah. when his chest was still concave. But yeah. Aaron Rodgers is the guy that, look, man, free and easy flow, and look at man, don't judge. And then I, I think he'd be staring daggers through you and plotting ways to murder you. All right, well, let, let me give you an example, right? Like, like, so the Aaron Rodgers roast would be, hey, Aaron Rodgers, you want to go on a darkness retreat? <laughs> Good thing you signed with the Jets. And he's like, ha, ha, you okay, know, okay, yeah. okay, okay, right? But the Brady, but the Brady roast is going to be stuff like this. You know, Tom Brady made a career out of being able to break down defenses and succeed against them. But there was one defense he couldn't break down, Giselle's lawyers. Right? It's going to be, ha, ha, ha. And he's going to go, you son of a son. I mean, that's going to be well, the jokes. I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's, I a, that's a lot different than the- I don't know, uh, man. But that's- and that's. I public. mean, I guess you could start getting into some Danica Patrick he's stuff. <laughs> He's not gonna like it, man. He's not. Yeah, look, that's a, that. That's just an ex-girlfriend. This is, you know, his ex-wife, and it's very public. And she's on. She's on the front page of the New York Post every day. Here she is. She's modeling here. She's modeling there. And then there. she modeled she's and everywhere. was unrecognizable. Yeah. Like, who's that? It's know? like whatever. Uh, but it's in the end, it's, you know, can you put up a stiff upper lip? If he wants to be yeah. an actor. And he did have a nice turn. There was a scene in the locker room with Lily Tomlin at the end. I mean, not to spoil it, but if you haven't seen 80 for Brady, you have no intention of seeing 80 for Brady. (laughs) Uh, Is, you know, where he actually showed a little bit of, you know, master thespian chops. Yeah. But, I mean, the the jokes that are going to be of the... Uh, hey, you know, everybody has some emotions after they retire from the NFL. Some people are elated. Some people are relieved. Tom Brady just looked deflated. Like you know, those are ha ha ha. That yeah, one's pretty yeah, good. The flag, okay. See, I, I, I'd be a pretty good. People should no, be writing down bad. these jokes, no, right? These are pretty good jokes. Like he no, can. You bl- should sell that to Jeff Ross he or can- whoever the hell they're gonna hire now. <laughs> patent pending. Patent pending. I was gonna say, yeah. The, check the audio tape. Yeah. If that ends up finding its way in in any form. Come on, man. I know it's all inspiration and you find common ground, but I mean that that was that was well executed. As if you uh, pondered that one while lamenting Bayheim's fate at the end of the year. <laughs> well, look, I got another one for you. Eighty for Brady. Okay, I got ready for the yeah. eighty for Brady. Hey, you know, I just found out this eighty for Brady thing was a movie. I didn't know that because I kept hearing 80 for Brady, 80 for Brady, 80 for Brady. I thought that was the amount, the percentage of money he got to keep after the divorce. Yeah. Wow, that's not bad. <laughs> oh man, I should be a roast writer. These are pretty. I'm just coming up with these jokes on yeah, the top. I don't top know, of my I don't head. know how roasted good, they man. are, but they're pretty good. That's a, like, I like that one. That's a good one. That's. It, like but it's that. not that mean spirited. I it, like it, that. You know, it is. And it's one of those that'll get a. <laughs> What good one, Scratchy? You know, <laughs> but but I, I saw this in you know the inner circle evidently telling him, "Hey, don't do this or whatever." It's like, you know, I, at this point, he's a guy, and and we proffered this theory, and it's it's fun to see the Forty Nine er thing or other, you know, the could raise up like he's the Undertaker again. I, what if you file your papers just to get everybody to leave you the hell alone <laughs> for a while? And that if the circumstances are right, yeah, you could put the you know the suit back on and get back out there. But otherwise, like, all right, here we are in in post post football days, and he seems to have a good s- sense of humor about it. So 
I don't know. You, you try new things. He's already got all the business ventures. A lot of those, except for that whole crypto thing, uh, have been pretty successful. But he's not I, the only all, guy in crypto. There's, no, no, there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot guy. of folks lots that, of that got in there. Yeah, yeah, as touts or whatever they wanted to. The fact of the matter is, not only is he being sued about it, he also lost his ass in terms of a lot of money there, he and Giselle. So there's that. Um, so now you have to prove that they, they acted with malfeasance as opposed to just getting duped. Because you're not always the smartest guy in the room. No, you're not. But I, I, I really wonder, is, is how, how, how is this going to go? Oh, is I think it, it's going to be brilliant. Go? I want to sign us up now to to be in the in the roast room. You know, like I got another, I got another one. Okay, Boy, you keep seeing Giselle in the news every day, and she's modeling, and she's with a guy that may or may not be her personal trainer. They may or may not be dating, and Brady doesn't have any answers. So clearly, the only thing he knew that was coming were the plays. It's a little bit long, but that's good. Okay, it's a good one, though. A little bit long. Yeah. But, I mean, you're going to have a bunch of folks in that room that have no idea what the hell that means. Oh, but it doesn't matter. Everybody, There will be enough people laughing that will get it. No, that's it. They'll be, or they'll be enough, given yeah. that, that stare into space kind of thing. Well, it's, it's not just going to be, uh, hey, the crowd is going to be just a Keep bunch of people. my ex-wife's <laughs> name. <laughs> and he goes and just slaps everybody that made a joke about Giselle. Well, I mean, it, it ties into the uh, the slapping federation, yeah, right? So you got that going for you, that, too. That's a roast. And now there's an ass slap federation. You see that? Yeah. Nah, well, you knew there was going to be some kind of derivative. Hey, how do we capitalize on this? Let's do that's something right. else. Yeah. Hey, McDonald's is popular. Let's come up with something. Something called Burger King. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I knew it was going to be something Hey, man, else. all you need is a sliver of that success. That's, uh, that's what it's all about. All right, listen, this uh, slap thing is working out pretty well. Any other parts of the body that we can slap? How about we slap somebody's ass? Oh, hey, it's a great idea. Let's patent that right now. Let's make sure nobody else has that in development, and we can make that go. It's been a very popular women's division. Mm. Although I think, depending on your search engine, you probably found something equivalent a while back. <laughs> you know, Brady also is going to do something uh, revolutionary this year. Because he, he's going to be part of a set called uh, the draft that never was. So guys that got drafted and never played Major League Baseball. So Bowman baseball cards of him in uh, photobrushed fo- or airbrushed and photoshopped into an Expos uniform. Hi, that ilk. I'm Tom Brady. We have a lot of guys here that were drafted and never played Major League Baseball. The reason is because they all made untold millions playing a different sport. Let's talk to them and see how the road less taken turned out to be much more fruitful for them. Kyler Murray, come on in. That's Okay. All right. Great. These guys are going. Uh, Twitter at all about a fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Now, outside of Brady and the roast, which I'm telling you, may not go how you think it's going to go. I tell you what. Keep writing those jokes, man. Ah, I, I, I'm telling you. Jeffrey you Ross is going to do it. I'll pay you, man. This. I'll pay. These are all jokes. I just come with it like, I'm so talented at stuff like that, man. Certain things off the top of my head. It's like, boom. I, I feel like I miss my calling sometimes. But... Um, Another big NFL story that's just come up in the last couple of hours is that the Seattle Seahawks, while they're working to re-sign Pro Bowl quarterback Geno Smith, things I never thought I'd say a year ago in this day, uh, say they're also considering drafting a quarterback at number five. They picked fifth overall in the draft this year. Thanks to that trade for Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll said, hey, we haven't picked this high in the draft in a long time. We don't get to look at the quarterback class this way, so this is something we're very, very interested in. Now, do you really think they're going to draft a quarterback at five if they re-sign Geno Smith? No, it's a lot of money for Geno Smith. They need to remake this team, and they, they need to to improve it. They have a quarterback. They're going to sign for a couple of years. Are you, going to, are you going to draft a guy at five that's going to sit? Probably not. This is just one of those, hey, Geno Smith, dude, we thought these negotiations were going to go really easy, and they're not. And just to let you know, we have options. We don't need to keep you. We can let you go someplace else. You want to really play hardball with us for money? Um, We'll go with a guy at number five. This is a message to Geno Smith that we don't need to sign you. We'd love to. We want this to happen, but we don't need to, and we can move on. And every time I see this story, and there's been a lot of this the last couple weeks of the Seahawks saying, Hey, we're hopeful with Geno Smith. Uh, we, we, we're making a little bit of progress, but you never know. I just keep thinking one thing. He's who the Jets are going to wind up with. 
He, I, I just Ooh. forget about Derek Carr. Forget about Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are going to wind up bringing back Geno Smith because that's how it goes for the Jets. They're going to convince themselves that he's the guy. I'll go back to New York, right? And and, and that that's who there because it would be completely and totally Jets to wind up bringing back Geno Smith. So that's what's going to happen now. For, forget about all the other guys that it could be. Whether it do, doesn't matter, it's going to wind up being Geno Smith because that's totally Jets. Wow. That was a 180-degree pivot from yesterday. That's going to happen, man. That's going to happen. Carr, I'm going to have Derek Carr beside uh, the fact that I, yeah, I ride the lightning, man. I ride the lightning in this. No, no, this one, man, is is it's next-level stuff, right? Pete Carroll, very diplomatic when asked about all the stuff about Russell Wilson, so good job by him. Uh, so that, that was a good job deflecting and just moving on. As for Geno, like there's two sides to it, right? It's like I can't blame him for asking for the world. He's in decade number two. Yes, he's been drawing a salary, but now is his one chance, in theory, to really cash in. Unfortunately, he only has one year of experience to say, hey, look what I am. It's like, well, are you really? Or what did the stars just align for one year in this offense you've been in for a couple of years? Because that's the other thing, right? You're trying to play the, hey, you've been here, and that's why you were successful, because you were grown in it the last couple of years. You were around it, the culture, these players, everything else, throwing to them at camps and whatever else. Um, but I can't blame the guy if he wants to play hardball. I, I just hope it uh, if it results in him going back to the Jets, I think it could be disastrous for all of you. Whatever the Jets do is going to wind up being disastrous. <laughs> what do you think is going to – look, I can keep saying, hey, because it's quarterback season and it's awesome and look at Aaron Rodgers, but whoever the Jets get, it's not going to work out. I know this. I no, know it already. No, no, no. But, but look, you've at least got the makings of a quality team. Again, it goes back to the, the what I've been trying to do as the would-be czar of things and I take away certain powers like we're playing Dungeons & Dragons or something. <laughs> yeah, all, right, all right, for this turn, you don't get to do this. So here, you don't get to draft a quarterback for the Chargers. I mean, I already got their head trainer fired. I did. That's done. So now, you know, the, the Colts, somebody other than Ballard gets to pick the QB. In Baltimore, they spent a lot of draft capital and money on wide receivers. They don't get to do it. With the Jets, do, does Douglas get to decide the quarterback? I don't think he does. I don't think he does, so I think you find someone else, maybe an outside consultant like you. Nobody should decide the quarterback. It should just be whoever shows up the first day, that's it. And that way, no one is on the hook for bringing anybody in. If Where did you this guy be, throw in California you, yeah, Penal League? <laughs> if you want to be the quarterback, you just show up that day, and there's some kind of fight or contest that the quarterbacks okay. have with each other, and the winner of that is the quarterback. And that way, does no one's go got to make to a decision. Is slapping thing, or what? Uh, I would rather see the guys throw the ball. I mean, they, uh, sometimes that would be okay, but I'd rather see them throw the ball. Okay. No, yeah. I, I think that would probably be the best way. Either yeah. that or they fight in a cage on the 50. Nah, I'd rather see him throw the ball. I'd rather, I'd rather. Well, Robert Sala's going to win every fight because, I mean, come on, man. Robert Sala beat up everybody. But uh, I, I, I really would – we're going to make a decision by not making a decision. We're going to invite a bunch of people to show up, and whoever wins the battle that they have on their own, that's our quarterback. And then we avoid the stigma of having to make a decision and choosing a quarterback. And you can't say, oh, the Jets can't pick a quarterback because the quarterback would have really picked them. Think Look about you. that. Now, mm-hmm. now you're now you're taking the Bears scenario you threw yeah. up you uh, yesterday, just and you're, you're extending it to the next level of hey, whoever shows up. By the way, just is, uh, is this right? You know, the Jets have open tryouts at quarterback. Yeah, if you can be there, it's Thursday at noon. Oh, I'm excited. That'll be great. That's not a bad way to go. <laughs> I mean, that could be a fun. I mean, you want to talk about a, a fun, you know, pay per view or uh, made for TV event right there. I mean, you get to keep a football. You move on to week two. Yeah. Our tri- oh, open you get to keep a football instead of a that's rose. It. You get a that's football. Right. Oh, I like it. I like it. Here's a football with a number. This is where you ranked for this Man. this week. And if you get no football, you get uh, sacked by new Hall of Famer Joe Klecko. No, or wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, wow, that's pretty. I'd like to see that. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I, I would like to sack, but I would also like maybe every week you get a piece of equipment. And when you get the final piece of equipment, which is the jersey, you officially are the quarterback, right? Like, this week we're giving out cleats. If you get a pair of cleats, you get to come back next week. And and you all the way up, you start cleats all the way up, and the last thing is the jersey. So the last ceremony is guys in helmets and shoulder pads with no jersey, and you give the jersey, he puts it on, and he's the quarterback. 
That's pretty good. You know, they, they do action figures that way, right? <laughs> so you buy a series of action figures yeah. and you build uh, a figure. Like in the, the WWE, mm-hmm. they had a series where you had to buy these five other figures, I think, and you got each had a part of Mean Gene Okerlund that you would build. <laughs> Hey, what part of Mean Gene do you have? I got both arms and a leg. Oh, I'm missing a leg. Can you give me an extra leg? I need that. No, but legitimately, like you go into a toy store, and if you had no idea what was happening, it's like, why is it Mean Gene's head in that figure? And they've done it with other things, like Suicide Squad. It was Build King Shark and whatever okay. else. All right. But I mean, this also does extend back into my, how do you get uh, you know halftime entertainment? Everybody wants to fight about the next music act. To hell with it. It's a WWE title defense. <laughs> 12 minutes long. Boom. Let's go. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Well, joining us now on the hotline, we've got a big-time injury to break down. But more so than that, this will be his first appearance since we are going to institute now the response clock. Uh, Whenever we talk baseball with John Paul Morosi, MLB Network and Fox Sports Radio Insider, he needs to start and finish his comments before the comment clock hits zero. Otherwise, none of his comments count, and uh, he gets a strike against him, and three strikes, he's out. So, JP, I hope you are ready for this new phase of Major League Baseball conversation. Brevity is not my strength. <laughs> right away. How was that? I'm going to disappoint was a, you. What, five-word sentence? Pretty good to start things off. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> Start slow and then try to lull, lull him into sleep, and no. then uh, maybe you can get away with a longer response later, like you're like you're I'm, a pitcher on the mound. Time, I'm banking time later. <laughs> this, this, this is like one of those SNL uh, debates uh, from years ago, where where uh, uh, the, the first president Bush, I believe, uh, seated a lot of the, re- the remainder of his time during the course of those debates. Of course, as played by Dana Carvey. Yeah. Uh, so, so good moments there. I, I feel like I'm doing that. I'm, I'm seeding my my time forward in the next debate. Uh, that comment was 24 seconds. That is past the 15 Darn seconds. It. So the <laughs> last nine thing. seconds need to be stricken, including your punchline. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> well, no, the game just ended. <laughs> sorry, the interview's over. John Paul didn't make it in time. <laughs> That's it, just uh, like the other day. Hey, the game's, game's done. <laughs> you know, I, I got to tell you, JP, looking at the new pitch clock, which is the talk of Major League Baseball now, we've seen it already in effect. A game ended when a strike was called because the batter wasn't ready. It's been the – everybody has an opinion on it. The pitchers seem to like it. Some pitchers feel like they were rushed when they're in there. But – 
for watching the game. This is how I think of it, because eventually everybody's going to adjust that. They'll adjust to it. The pitchers will adjust. The hitters will adjust. But watching the game, this is like one of those game-changing moments where you're going to watch that pitch clock every single pitch. And you're, it's just like in a football game when the play clock looks like it's going to hit zero. You're rooting for it to get there for a delay of game. You're going to watch that pitch clock and go, oh, he wasn't ready by eight seconds. Oh, did he deliver that pitch in time? And, and you're going to do that every single pitch. It's going to be impossible to not watch that clock ticking down before every pitch. It's going to change how we watch baseball games. So here's the idea. I, I think that in the near term, you're right that it is an object of fascination now. It's honestly, here's, here's the interesting part of it. It has put baseball, and you would both be better judges of this than I would be, but it's put baseball at more at the forefront of the national sports conversation than it typically is before the 1st of March. We are really talking about the game, not just the players, but the sport, the institution, where it is, where it's trending. Um, I think that for the time being, yes, we are very much predisposed to to focus on the clock, uh, how how closely are our pitchers and hitters getting to when they need to be uh, delivering their their performance in the allotted time. There's a lot of intrigue about it. My belief is that when we're in this one month, six weeks, that we will just get used to it, that it will not necessarily become the story. Yes, violations will happen, but by and large, players will adjust. That's what the, the track record was at the minor league level, and Theo Epstein talked about this. And, and the other part of this is it's good for the game. It really is. You, you saw a game today, just uh, for the sake of argument, a 9-8 game between the Mariners and Guardians in Peoria, 21 hits, 17 runs. Time of game, 2 hours, 54 minutes. Now, in my experience, having covered a lot of spring training games in my life, um, when games get to have more than 20 hits and 17 runs, they almost always were 330 at least and often 345, 350. That's just what that box score, that line score, if you told me that in the before times, I would have said three and a half easily. And it's just it's a better product. The product is better. The, the, the game movements are sharper. The athleticism is heightened. Um, it's better to watch, and it's been better to watch for the first nearly week of Major League Games here in 2023. See, you're just – I mean, you could use this one. You're just trying to move away from what was a Floyd Mayweather fight. A lot of dancing, a lot of juking, and then occasionally you get that flash of uh, – combatant uh, kind of action that we would see most often in the result of a home run. Uh, But here the action moves. I saw a side-by-side, JP, of someone going, all right, here's a half inning in this spring training, and here's an at-bat from last year. And watch them run in real time. (laughs) Correct. Or or, uh, on on MLB Network this morning, I loved it. Matt Vaskurian did a great job. He showed an entire inning that was completed in the amount of time before Pedro Baez actually threw a pitch <laughs> in the 2017 I saw that. There you go. Yeah, I saw that so on the internet was, today. Yeah. Coming back from break, here's Baez, steps off, throws over, steps off, throws over again, and, and that's just not going to happen anymore. At the end of the day, in most aspects of American life, we say, give me more Give me more substance for the money I'm spending. Give me more action per second. Give me a, a, a faster upload, download speed. That's what we want. We want a web page delivered to our phones in a split second as opposed to 10 seconds. Well, here you go. It's a pitch delivered. And I, I think it's just it's a better product. It's more timely better flow, better athleticism. And I think you're also going to see, I believe, more athletic play and, and just better, better athletes, better conditioned athletes, uh, better action late in the season when you really want it. I just think this is a 
win-win all the way around. And when you've got someone like Max Scherzer who is complimenting the new rules, that tells you something. John Paul Morosi, our guest, MLB Network Insider, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Now, before we get to Gavin Lux, uh, you know, look, usually in spring training you see things you've never seen before, and I always subscribe to the Jason Stark uh, philosophy of baseball's been played for 120 years, and you still say regularly, I've never seen that before. Today, the Orioles and Pirates played an umpire-less bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, the game didn't need to go to the bottom of the ninth inning, but the teams agreed that, hey, it, to get some work for our players, in particular our pitchers, we're going to play the bottom of the ninth if we don't, even if we don't need to. The umpire said, we don't want to ump it, so they walked off, so they played the bottom of the ninth, and the catcher called balls and strikes. Like when you're playing as a kid, like the catcher's calling balls and strikes. Oh, come on, man, that was outside. No, it wasn't. That was a strike. You're out. Oh, come on, let's fight. And then suddenly it devolves like that. I can't believe we actually had that in an exhibition game. I love it. There's a little bit of sandlot in all of us, my friends. And that's what that felt like. Uh, and, and when you consider that, it's a reminder of what spring training is for. It's for to getting the players ready, and it's also for the entertainment of the fans. And I, I think at some point, the enjoyment of the players. They like getting out there. They like competing. They like showing their organizations what they can do for them during the regular season. If there's a player that you wanted to get a look at, who wasn't going to play in the regular first eight and a half innings. Um, And when you look at the the official box score, sure enough, on the MLB app it just says Pirates 7, Orioles 4, with a big X on the bottom of the ninth. I get it. Uh, But I I think that it's it's fitting and very appropriate for where we're at right now, which is when you when you get things done in a reasonable amount of time and when uh, when all the, the players and the coaches still have energy left, even if the umpires maybe don't, uh, then you get to squeeze a little bit of magic out of the day, and, and uh, I love that. If, of course, it helps that the Orioles and Pirates are spring training neighbors there, Sarasota, Bradenton, it's basically around the block from each other. Um, th- that, to me, was a beautiful old-time spring training moment. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon on the hotline with us, our buddy John Paul Morosi. Find him on Twitter, at John Morosi. Leave out the H because mom said so. J-O-N-M-O-R-O-S-I for all things baseball as we get ready. World Baseball Classic that I know JP's fired up about. He got the Sandlot reference because he probably framed that picture of Mike Trout with Ham Porter that was making the rounds a little bit earlier. Uh, All of those things. Uh, But in Dodgerville, they're trying to figure out who subs for luck. They were counting on him for huge things. And then that awkward moment that we've now seen a million times, JP, how did they cover that up? It's a a tough blow for the Dodgers. There's no question about it. Just because of a couple reasons. Number one, Lux is a homegrown guy that they had really had a lot of high hopes for this year. They, They had opportunities to look elsewhere uh, in the shortstop market and did not because they believed the Lux could handle the job. He had a great offseason, added some good weight, and then one freakish step, and, and there goes a, a really disastrous knee injury. And it, it's a blow because they had been building for this to be the year when he took that step forward. And now uh, it looks like a lot of Miguel Rojas for the time being. You could see some Chris Taylor. Uh, but I think we might see, Mike, one of those really rare potential trade conversations between the Yankees and the Dodgers. The Yankees have a, an absolute abundance of shortstops. We'll see where things go. Does Oswald Peraza win the job? And if he does, what happens with Kiner Falefa? Is he then uh, expendable? I would assume yes. I think that, honestly, right now, the Yankees would have to consider moving Kiner Falefa in the right trade because LeMahieu looks like he's going to be healthy, and they have, uh, I think, a lot of really good depth. They've got Volpe coming as well. At some point, they've got to trade a shortstop. Or Torres, I don't, I don't think that's as likely, uh, but whether it's um, – Kiner Falefa is the one that I think is, is the most logical move if the Dodgers go somewhere to the outside. So uh, we could see them potentially make a, a move that's based largely on, on the defensive side of the ball, and they could do that. Uh, and, and, and yet, part of the issue for the Dodgers now is look at their lineup. It's, it's not the same lineup that won them the World Series three years ago. Things have changed. They no longer have, certainly, yes, they have bets. They've got Freeman. But they no longer have Trey Turner, and that's a significant loss. They no longer have Corey Seager. It's been now a year since he was there. So th- there are a lot of 
questions that I've got with the Dodgers uh, even before the, the Lux injury happened, but now especially with his injury, uh, it really throws a lot of questions on the Dodgers. And and I, I think ironically, um, their uh, their cousins on the East Coast, the Yankees, are the team that I think might actually be the best trade fit in the near term for the Dodgers. Woo! Yankees Dodgers trade JP get me all excited. Not just watching Max Scherzer pitch. Oh, get me all cats excited. And dogs, and cats and wow. dogs. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, well, I don't think we've seen many Dodgers Yankees deals since the days of of Jeff Weaver for Kevin Brown. Remember that one? Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. That was about twenty years ago. Yeah, that was so. Every generation, we get one every generation. Once a generation, we get a significant Dodger Yankee deal. And who knows? We'll see what happens here coming up. He's on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi. Check him out. MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio, Baseball Insider. JP, as always, buddy. Appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Have fun. Love the conversation. By next week, the WBC will be underway, and I cannot wait to break it down with you guys. And you know, you know, of course, Fox Sports, the home of the World Baseball Classic. John Paul Morosi, brevity is not his friend. It's going to be on his Twitter page. Check it out pretty soon. Thanks so much, buddy. We'll talk it soon. Hawks 119. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions... Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.